another week, another episode. Welcome back, everyone. If you're new, hello, my name is Jess. Welcome to Beer Podcast. This is my diary entry, basically. Um, and I just talk about my life experiences and what I've learned so far because I am still under 30. But anyways, today we're going to be talking about relationships, friendships, marriage, all the good stuff. Family, friends, you get the point. But before we get into it, um, the diary entry has been a hit. If you don't know what that is, our Instagram, dear underscore podcast, I have added a link where you can anonymously send us, I say us, like I have a whole team, it's just me, but where you can send me basically an anonymous message. I wanted them to be like a diary entry, like something you would write in your diary because it's anonymous and it's a safe place and then we can discuss it in the podcast, which I have had a couple like that, but a lot of them are just kind of questions um towards like me myself family and so I thought maybe I just share some I'm not gonna read all of them so I'll save some for the next episode but if that's something that keeps happening maybe we'll do it that way as well but I still encourage you to send us a diary entry um again because I want this platform to relate and connect and for us to feel less lonely which is the main reason why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place but okay so let me pick one here and I just clicked on a random one on my phone from your messages and this one reads have you ever been fired from a job okay so I haven't had that many jobs in my lifetime about like four I'd say but I did get fired from one job and let me explain. I was still in high school and I think it was or I was just out of high school. Okay, the point is that I worked at this place and it was a retail store in like a fancy area, Riverwalk. If you're from the area, you're going to know. And it was this clothing store, but for more middle-age women, if that makes sense. And I just point that out because it wasn't really, like, my style, my vibe. But I've always been into fashion, and I thought, what a great way to spend my days working, you know. And this, the owner, um, I think she was an interior designer as well. So the store was kind of like her little side project, and I want to say did not pay much attention or just didn't care as much because it was not organized okay so to the firing part I only lasted a week so I had the interview and then the next day she's like you're hired and gave me the keys to open up the store on the Monday um and it was kind of like you just have to start because the person that was working there the lady she had like a vacation and then she was quitting and so that's why they needed a replacement so here I am I I believe I was 17 or 18 years old and I was yeah okay I was I remember this it was before my Wendy's job so I was I think 17 even 16 maybe 16 16 I think I was 16 because I would babysit and that plays into the story I babysat here and there for a family friend and she had two boys And so I start this job on a Monday, open up the store by myself, got trusted with the keys. My age is important because at this point I haven't had much working experience, yet alone, you know, how to use card readers and whatnot. And so I just figure it out. Luckily the store, it was off season, so the store was slow and not much to do. And it went pretty well obviously stressed here and there because I just didn't know what I was doing and then come the weekend well Thursday Friday I had asked you know like since the lady was coming back from vacation I asked for like a schedule or what time do you need me here Monday store was closed weekend because of off season and 
I never got a reply. I left a voice message and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll, you know, I expect to be there maybe Monday. Like, I'm not sure. And then this family friend, she reached out and she's like, hey, like, I need you to babysit or I need a babysitter for Monday. Um, like last minute I have to cover a shift. And so I was like, listen, let me see if my boss answers and then I'll let you know. The whole weekend went by Sunday. The family friend is like, I need to know by now or else I need to plan something else for tomorrow. And I love these kids. I was like, you know what? Like, let me just do it. And I was under the impression that the lady that already worked there, worked there was going to have that Monday shift because that was, you know, her shift. And the boss never answered, no text, no reply to my calls, absolutely nothing. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I think I should be fine. Like, yeah, because I was told that I was going to work three to four days a week. So I never expected like the Monday because I was technically covering. That's where my thought process was. And uh, she drops off the kids at about 7 a.m. or 6.50, something like that. And my boss sends me a text message. Yes, expect to open store at 9, something like that. And I'm already here making breakfast for these little boys. And so I'm like, mm, that's not going to work. And so I, in the sassy way that I am, but also trying to keep it as professional as possible, I was like, um, listen, I had waited the entire weekend for a response. And so I committed to another thing. Like, I can't make it today. And then she literally texts back and she's like, okay, well, no show, no job. Thanks for, for your help. Come pick up your paycheck for the week. And so that was it. That was literally it. I got fired because I didn't show up the day of that she told me to show up a couple hours before I had to start my shift and I was already babysitting. But I picked up my check and actually the lady that was there, she said, I don't blame you. Like, just, yep, go. I am leaving here soon and basically told me that the lady was cuckoo and she could not wait to just leave and forget about it. But yeah, I I guess I have been fired from a job, but do I even consider that a job? I don't know. <laughs> All right, and let me read one more. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to go in order so I don't like lose something. What's your favorite drink? Um, water. <laughs> I know that's boring, but I mean, I guess, well, depends. Like, is like alcoholic drink or coffee? I, you know, being a diabetic, I, I don't waste my, my carbs on drinks. Like I rather have like waste them in food, if that makes sense. And so I don't drink much other than just water. And like if I go buy a Starbucks, it's going to be like a skinny vanilla latte um, to reduce as much sugar as possible. And if it's a drink, an alcoholic drink, a Moscow Mule, I love them. But I guess that's it. We'll just do two for today because um, I could keep going. But I want to get into our topics. And I'll start off with marriage. I know marriage was a well-requested episode. I did a poll on my Instagram stories and um, most of you wanted to hear about marriage and I guess my thoughts, my feelings, my lessons on it. And so I decided we'll start with marriage. So the way I look at marriage is that it's everyday work. Like it's a choice almost to wake up and choose to be married, if that makes sense. I know that sounds a little bit dramatic, but for example, I have family and friends tell me all the time that I am so lucky that I have found, like, you know, my husband at such a young age and that, you know, he's a great guy and that we've lasted. And although I do feel lucky to have him, I don't always want to just credit that to, yes, that was it. We have been together for a really long time, so I feel like by now we just know each other a lot more. And, you know, we met when 
I was 18, 19. I was 18 going on 19. And you're just so young at that age and you're growing that it's it, honestly like it's hard to keep a relationship and you know because maybe you meet in certain circumstances and you like the person that they are at that age and as you're growing you know we're I'm almost 30 and so it's been a long time and um yeah very lucky to have him because he is an amazing an amazing man but also behind the scenes it it has taken us a lot of work um you know we we as cheesy as it sounds like he really is my best friend but that didn't just happen overnight we had to work on it and trust if there's no trust I'm sorry there's no relationship in my opinion and so we have always worked towards you know um, protecting the trust that we have towards each other and the compassion we have towards each other that also didn't happen overnight and I think the biggest thing that worked for us when things were getting rocky we both had to sit down and say really what we wanted out of each other and really realizing that we are individuals so even in your current relationship you are an individual and as much as we want our partner to just know what we're thinking and just know what to do and what to say that's never going to happen and for us I mean we are so different but I think it works so well <laughs> especially because we are aware and we respect that difference so we know we're completely different people we know what triggers me doesn't trigger him or what I think is important doesn't he doesn't think it's important or vice versa and already female male we are already different like our brains are actually different the way we process information is different and so I think just really understanding and being aware of those differences is important and I know that's really what saved our relationship even um and then so fast forward we got married like five six years into the relationship and we had already lived together so it felt very secure you know like marrying him was just kind of like the last step if that makes sense and it just felt organic and natural but I think having that thought of marriage at least for myself personally I feel like I bumped up the expectations like although we were already living together and basically married I for some reason since we had the title of husband and wife I think I bumped up the expectations for myself of what he needed to do and be as a husband and same thing for me like I'm a wife now and it sounds so crazy to say now because I mean what was it going to change I was already you know like a, a wife basically and so I think we hit like a rocky part of our relationship during that time but if it wasn't for that chunk where things got rocky for us I honestly don't know if we would have still been together because it was really that moment or that like you know what are we doing here that we had to sit down and we were like what do we want from each other and do we still want to fight for that like are you still gonna want to wake up the next day and say I want to fight for that person and if it's not what you're feeling then I don't think it's worth the fight because that's when people become miserable I think and so going back to it's an everyday choice I think it really is because you may wake up one day and you know you're tired maybe they pissed you off and you know you just don't really love them that day if that makes sense I'm not saying like you stop loving them for a minor inconvenience but a relationship cannot last just on love because love is an emotion and if you know me you know that I believe one emotions are not real <laughs> and they are a state of mind and not a thing not a place and so yeah I think just building our foundations really helped us um, grow through life because we were also growing at different paces one he was older or is older than me 
and again female male like we tend females tend to mature a little bit faster than males <laughs> um but I think having those foundations is what really kept us strong and practicing better habits like communication if you don't have communication just like I believe you don't have trust you don't have a relationship and not so just oh you talk to each other all the time because that's communicating but knowing each other's communication styles I think that was a game changer for us once we figured out our communication styles now we were speaking each other's languages for example I can't come to my husband with a ton of details because he'll just filter out what he wants. And so I had to practice too. If I want to make a certain point across, I got to deliver that message differently and not the way I was delivering to him because that's the way I would receive a message and vice versa. Then he knows that I'm all about all the little details, every, like I have to have all the info from top to finish and he's just not like that and so knowing each other's communication styles definitely game changer um what else oh um another thing I wanted to also point out now that we're in the communication and language um I think too when we put in the work to we want to have a good relationship and we want it to be fun and happy for both of us. Learning each other's love language. If you guys haven't read the five languages of love, highly recommend that book or you can get it on audio. And I think that was also a game changer for us because same thing, the way you communicate is the way you receive communication. But that may not be how that person receives it. And so... <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. He's playing with a little stuffed animal from the Hungry Caterpillar, and it's his favorite toy. But anyways, um, once we figured out how we feel love, then we know how to feel each other's love tank, which the book talks a little bit about that. Same thing, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And, and then the thing that was hard for me in... I did a little bit of exploring within myself through therapy is yep <laughs> is asking for what you need and this was always hard for me because like I would tell my therapist I just want to I just want them to know but again that's impossible for them to just guess and also I don't know why within me I feel like if I'm asking for something it's I'm sorry if that is too loud I'm gonna try to edit out as much as I can but <laughs> he's legit having a conversation with this stuffed animal um where was I so if you are asking for what you need for some reason I I feel like it's devaluing hold on you guys that's gonna be distracting one second Okay, so asking for what I needed, I just feel like if I'm asking for it, it's just, it, it loses the value of it, if it makes sense. And I still work through that. And, I mean, if I ask what I want, then I'm getting what I want. Every time I pause or try to, like, entertain him with something else, he's quiet. And as soon as I hit record... He just starts going at it. But yeah, so that was a big one. Understanding and just asking your partner really what you need. And if they can deliver because you asked, then they have no excuse to not deliver other than I just don't want to. And then that's a different discussion, right? Like, okay. Um, and so that takes me to my other point. Some days, a partner is going to give you 80%. And other days, you know, you're going to bring the 20%. I don't believe a relationship every single day is 50-50. And I'm not talking about like your finances, like 50-50 on your finances or 50-50 on the chores. Um, but more so like your life together in general. Like there are some days where like my husband basically carries the household and now that we have a baby and 
you know, and then there's other days that it's vice versa and understanding and knowing that it's not going to be 50-50 all the time, I think for me, removed all those expectations and letdowns that I was basically just giving myself because it's unrealistic. Um, Also gave me a much more peaceful view of what a relationship should be like. And I, I think we see a lot of, you know, what a relationship looks like or what it should be like. And it's all beautiful, happy rainbows. And it's really not. And I actually believe that to have a good, healthy relationship, I do believe you need to have arguments or discussions, fight, whatever you want to call it. But I also believe that you need to learn how to fight. And I've actually had this discussion with somebody when, you know, they're going through their relationship problems and struggles. (laughs) And um, one thing I always say is, if you don't know how to fight, you're going to get nowhere. And I saw a lot of like myself and my relationship years back in this situation that one of (laughs) that one person was talking to me about and giving me examples of their situation and their relationship and we didn't know how to fight and so once we learned how to fight or argue (laughs) I think argue is a better word once we learned how to argue I think it got better and we do argue less but again a healthy relationship in my opinion needs to argue because you're comfortable that means you're comfortable enough to express what you really feel um what bothers you and what you don't like and but we learned how to do it I know how to approach him I I still have to work on it sometimes where if he asks for you know a cool down or let me we'll talk about it tomorrow or later in an hour I used to be like no this needs to be resolved now because that's my personality I have to always see through everything a finished product basically like I from start to finish I just need to get it done and once I start something we got to finish it or I'm just I can't let go and so I've had to work on that and sometimes it's still hard because I'm like well no I'm ready now but the relationship is not just me you know, there's another person. And so we have to have that balance where I also got to respect the other side. And then same thing, I expect to be respected from my side. And once that's not happening, if that's not the case in your relationship, then I think another conversation of, you know, you're not meeting me halfway because you have like your own half that you do got to meet halfway because again, we are individuals. And it's never, like, we're never going to really blend into one, if that makes sense. Like, you're never going to be, like, a a whole, as in a whole in your personality or who you are. You are still individuals, and if you're very different, like my husband and I, then things are going to be very different. So I guess the big takeaway I can give you from, like, my perspective on marriage and whatnot um, you know, like having that marriage license, marriage certificate is not what makes the marriage and it's not what makes you married. And I think just, you know, being respectful of each other as separate individuals goes a long way. And being aware that how you feel things and how you understand things is not the only way it may not be how your partner feels and understands things and I think once you have that understanding and that foundation then I think any challenge and any marriage can work because again I feel like it's a choice every day and love alone is not going to sustain a marriage and I think love actually happens when you have all these things all these respect for each other the communication for each other and of course you know keeping it fun still having time for you and your partner having date nights and still doing the things that you do in that like puppy love puppy love stage okay moving on to family family 
relationships within your family. I, so this one, I don't have a whole lot to discuss, I guess. I mean, I, I have my good points, but I feel lucky to have had a family where we get along most of the time and we don't have crazy past trauma dragging in our relationships. Um, one of the questions actually in the anonymous chat was if I get along with my parents and I wanted to answer that. And yes, I do get along with my parents now. I will say back when I was a teenager, um, my mom and I went through a rough patch, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So what I want to say about family. So family isn't chosen, but we still choose who we want to share our life with. And we still choose who we, you know, open our hearts to, even if they have the title of family, because that's not what makes family, in my opinion. I have a younger sister and a brother. So I'm the oldest of three. My sister... My sister and I are about four years apart, and my brother and I are about nine. And so growing up, you know, especially my sister and I, since we're closer in age, we would fight all the time. Like, I just, we would just fight. It was always, you know, that, like, sibling fighting. I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it, you know, but siblings fight. Um, and then it wasn't until we were, like, adults that we have been able to connect and really build our relationship and she's one of my favorite people out there and so we have really come a long way from being that sibling annoying fighting um energy to we really respect each other and we we reach out for each other and you know i think when you're younger like for example if i'm going on to middle school like she's still in elementary and when you're younger it seems like a bigger jump but now as as adults i just we it like levels out if it makes sense that's what i was trying to say it just levels out and so going back to oh so and my brother so we're 9 years apart and so there was really no fighting there because i mean i remember rocking him to sleep i was old enough where i can do that and take care of him and whatnot um and so i think we have a good relationship but i do think we just we're missing a lot of connection because when I was out of the house, like he was still in school, you know, so there's a huge age difference there. Um, but we all get along now very well. We, they, I mean, don't live around my family. And so when we are together, we make the most of it. Okay. I was going to say that you're just going to hear the baby a lot in the background, but it's actually very distracting to myself. And I know if I'm listening a podcast, I don't want to hear background noise and so I waited again this is day two trying to film this episode but you know this is how it works for me and that's how we're gonna do it um the reason I like to just finish it all in one sitting is because I get in the zone and I know you know what I'm talking about and I don't have to like stop listen to where I left off and then you know sometimes maybe when I come back like the energy is different so that's why I was gonna let that just you know let the baby be but he was getting tired of playing in one area and then if he wants to play in another area then I just need to supervise a lot more which then I can't do this but we're gonna take the time that he is sleeping right now and just kind of get through the episode so Anyways, just wanted to throw that in there because hopefully you won't hear him for the rest of the episode. Okay, so I left off with the siblings. Um, with my siblings, we get along great now um, because of the age difference, I think, especially with my brother and I. We still have a gap of how to connect. And, you know, he's also a boy and I'm a girl. And so there's that difference as well. But other than that, I'd say my siblings and I get along great, especially now that we are adults. Um, so there's that for my family. <clears throat> Moving on to the rough teenage years that I had with my mom. And I do just want to say like the rough teenage years because before that and after that, like my mom and I have had a pretty good relationship, I'd say. And I don't know what it is or what it was that we went through, but I... 
I now see it in a different way. And so a little bit of like a backstory or some context for you. I I, th- I want to say that I went through what normal teenagers go through. You know, you're in the stage of, well, most teenagers, you're in a stage where you just want to hang out with friends and coming from, I think, a Mexican household, <coughs> a lot of it, or they try to be that like strict household, like you can't do this and that, or you have to be home at this time. And <clears throat> excuse me, if you're Latino, I think you understand. I want to say my house was a little bit like that, but not as much. Like I, I felt like it was a good balance, but there were parts where I would just think, you know, like get with the program. Um, and so once I started hitting my teenage years, so let's see, I remember one time coming home with a rose, I, somebody gave me a rose and I got home and I think my friends and I were at the movies and my dad literally flipped. Like I had done the worst thing in the world. Mind you, I have no control of who gives me flowers or who wants to give me a gift right that's not up to us and I just remember my dad just like losing it so that was like one thing that was just in my opinion irrational and so that's kind of where things just kind of started to you know fall apart for me like I just felt very restricted and confined and I wanted to do all these other things and I would see my friends do other things um curfew was a big one for us what teenager doesn't you know miss curfew but I my dad I think was very lenient with me and flexible because I would miss curfew a lot one thing that they weren't very good at is committing through their grounding I would be grounded per se but then the next day I could get out of it um, not proud of that. And now that I'm a parent, I hope I can do better and, and stick my ground better. But that's kind of how it went for me. And so I started to learn and see where I can take advantage. And I did. I mean, I was a teenager. And so as kids and even teenagers, we test the boundaries and we see how far we can go and how far they'll let us go. And so I think I was testing that a little bit. And then I think also, too, at the peak of where things got really bad, our family was going through a lot of stuff and it was like a very high stress household for a second and I just really wanted to be out and about and of course you know with curfew and whatnot that would always just create a fight because I would miss it and you know my dad would be upset and I think my mom surprisingly my dad was was the softest parent or the softer one, and then my mom, I think, was stricter, if that makes sense. Um, I know typically it's, like, backwards, but, yeah, my mom would kind of be more strict, but she would do it in a way where I describe it as, like, we're high schoolers. Like, if she was also a high schooler and we're, like, fighting, like, mean girl status. For example, I got, I had a car at 16, and I got the car taken away. I don't even remember for what reason, probably missing curfew, and... I remember, you know, then my mom had to drive me to school and instead of driving me in her car, she actually drove me to school in my car, but it was like with the intent to upset me. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than you just had to be there because it was a lot of that back and forth bickering and the haha feeling that I would get from her. And then the biggest thing I remember, and I'll share this, um, but, oh my god, I have like something in my throat that keeps like bugging me, but one of the biggest thing I think is, so going back to, I think everybody at some point gets bullied, but um, at some point in my high school, I don't remember, remember if it was junior or senior year, but point is, my car got covered with all these signs that said like HIV or something. I know, childish, and then there was a scratch on it too, and so, of course, 
some other things had happened to that car. You guys, I have stories for days. Um, like, I got windshields broken. I got eggs thrown at it. Like, yes. And I think this one, my dad was just like, that's it. Like, I've had enough. Because at the end of the day, he was, you know, helping me do all the cleanups and replacing windshields and all this insurance stuff and like I agree especially you know speaking from an adult and as a parent perspective now I understand a lot where the parents are coming from so and we'll get to that point too but I um I, I came home and you know I was obviously upset and it was late because I was doing I was doing rehearsal for a musical and we finished up I think at about seven thirty eight p.m winter time so it's super dark and I obviously noticed the posters right away green paper never forget <laughs> and then I, I like went home and I was just obviously upset and I was so annoyed and mad and instead of going home to a supportive system I basically got home to get in trouble and get yelled at so I didn't put the posters right. I didn't write those things. I didn't scratch my own car. And I was the one getting in trouble for it. And I think there was a lot of like anger building up because I didn't have a support system to go to. And I think at some point my mom made a comment. I don't know the exact words, but it was something like they must have a reason to do all these things. They must have a reason that they're writing these things leaving these posters and I think I was holding on to so much more of we're gonna work through it and it's gonna get good at that time with my age but when that moment happened I think I just allowed my full rebellious teenager come through because I was like why am I trying to be the adult and act mature when my own mother can't and so that was like one of the big things that I was like, oh, I'm done. Like I'm done trying to be the mature one and trying to be the reasonable one. And so at that point I said I lost all respect and thanks for nothing. And I said this to her and, and that was that. Like I, I was 16 and I was like, I'm done. And I've always had a, a stable relationship with my dad I feel like he's always just been consistent with me and again he's more of the softer parent in my opinion and for some reason we just I feel like connect better or get along better and so that was the first thing that was like okay that's that's it oh, I need to sneeze okay we're back <laughs> sorry um, so where was I? My mother. Okay. And so that was like the big, the tipping point I feel for our relationship. And then after that, you know, we're all going through a lot and the household is kind of in flames at this point. And I was dealing with, I think just alone being a teenager is hard, but then also dealing with school and bullies and all this other stuff that was so unnecessary looking back. And keeping friends is hard too in high school one thing too that we'll talk about in the next chunk of friendships is being friends with girls is very hard but dealing with all of that and you know things were just not great with my mother and I and at some point like we wouldn't even talk to each other in a way that was like mother and daughter like we and like not even hellos I feel like it didn't last long but there was definitely a, a good time where it was just we were not good um at some point um I was also like skipping school and obviously my parents found out we all got in trouble like my friends and I and maybe I'll have like a podcast where I tell all the crazy stories let me know if you guys want to <laughs> know all of that um but at some point with like sk skipping school and just kind of getting more and more in trouble my parents decided to put me in therapy and I went through a couple of therapists not because they couldn't handle me but because I didn't like them I think one of them literally every therapy would ask me if I was doing drugs no and then she would just come back to that like it was almost like 
no, she's doing drugs, and so that's why she's acting like this. And she always just brought it up and never took my answer. Like, she's, you know, she wanted to hear something else. And then eventually I think I got a good one that helped my mother and I because then my mom was also doing her therapy. And our turning point was we wrote letters to each other, right? If you can't communicate in person, let's try it with letters. And we wrote letters to each other. And I actually kept the letter my mom wrote to me. I was trying to find it in, uh, the other day, but a lot of it, like the ink is smeared and it's gone. But we basically just had a good moment where we just let it all out in our letters and we understood our perspectives and our points of views of you know like I need my support system or when you say comments like this it makes me feel like this and that and you know and my mom had her stuff too I lost my grandma her mom at a young age so she never really got to see us grow up or you know and then my mom didn't have her mom guiding her and helping her you know through motherhood because you already know motherhood is hard but yeah I think eventually you know we got better and we worked on it and now that I'm an adult and for a few years now we get along great we talk every day same thing with my dad like we just we just get along now and It wasn't smooth sailing, but I do think if, you know, you're struggling with a family member or so, um, if they're willing, again, you can never force anyone to meet you halfway, but if they're willing and a relationship needs to be patched up and they want to, I'd say it's worth every try, every strategy. But if you're kind of the only one and it just feels like pulling teeth, then at some point you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this and is it worth my sanity? Because again, even though they're family, we we can still choose to not surround ourselves with certain people, no matter if they have our blood or not. Because you, it's your life. You only have one life. And don't waste years of it trying to make a relationship work with your mom, with your dad, with your sister, with whoever. I know it's sad, but you it's worth living your life and doing the things that you like and enjoying what you enjoy without anyone bringing you down or making it hard for you to enjoy anything so that's my takeaway on that I feel lucky because I do understand and I actually know people that you know they want to have certain relationships let's say with your mom or whoever in the family and it just it just doesn't work out and you're wasting more energy than you need to trying to fight for a relationship that reality my opinion they could care less to keep and so I do feel lucky that you know we always had that love foundation to keep us together and we wanted to be good and we wanted to have that mother-daughter relationship and I think because my mother was willing to do therapy which is another big thing that we'll talk about I want to do a mental health episode because being Latina and that culture mental health is a huge there's like a there's a lot of stigma around it and so I feel lucky that with my parents that was something that they were open to and they've done themselves and so I've obviously been open about doing therapy and now I can say I've been on in therapy since I was 16 on and off of course um and I you know I think that's why I I think the way I do and I communicate the way I do and I'm secure and confident in what I feel and what I need and what I want and it's all inner work that takes a lot of years. But okay, one thing too that I wanted to just kind of close off the mother and daughter fighting years is so that I wouldn't hold grudges and if you get past that with your family member that you are now in a good place I know it can be hard sometimes because you still hold on to some of those things and I'm not gonna even talk about half of you know what my mother and I went through and the things she has said to me and vice versa but one thing that helped me not hold the grudges and have anger towards her even though we're okay is my parents especially my mom you know they did the best they could with what they knew and the tools they had they had a very different upbringing obviously than myself 
And so whatever they were doing was already better than what they had. And so I think if you keep that in mind with anybody really, not just a parent, I think that gives you a lot of peace and just saves you a lot of anger that at this point does nothing but bad for yourself and not even the other person. And so that's what I always remind myself even even now if I am going through something and like or I get irritated by not having the support that I expect from my parents or as a parent you know they are doing the best they can do with what they know and what they have and you know same thing for myself sometimes you got to give yourself grace and I'm doing the best that I can with what I know and with what I have and because I'm aware I can only do better Okay, the next thing is being the black sheep of the family. Okay, my sister, I think, could argue with me and say that she also felt this way, but I think maybe we both did in different ways. But I feel like I'd always stand out in my family, not just in my immediate family, but kind of in all of it. Um, Main thing, I think I was very into, like, the arts world. And again, going back to Latino, that culture and that stuff, that is like playtime, really. You can't do certain things and call that your career. And I'll elaborate on that. So, for example, um, with my dad, now shifting to my father, um, I had always expressed, I talked about it in one of the last episodes and posted a picture of the bumblebee costume, but... From a very young age, I gravitated towards like theater, acting, performing, crafting, all that artsy stuff. And it was very hard to feel supported in that way because I don't think my parents saw it as something I could do or even took it seriously. I remember having to beg them to see some of my performers. Per- some of my performances um I was also in the choir they probably went to just a handful of the shows um got excited for one specific musical because I had actually gotten like this was the first time that I had actually gotten a character and had moved from just being a background character or background whatever and it was a big deal for me I was super excited and I didn't get the same from my parents the same reaction just like oh cool and so that was hard and I had to beg them to have them just even go and watch me and that was also hard because I didn't want to force them and I want somebody to just genuinely feel proud of what I was doing and feel the same excitement I was having and so that was hard growing up because it felt like a very lonely road and It was almost laughable for them, like the things I wanted to do. And fast forward to, was it my junior or senior year? Senior year, um, I got involved in these acting courses and it got a little bit more serious to the point where I flew out to LA. And with the group that I was with, we did um, some, we basically went to get an agent. So you would go and perform a monologue and you know you would get signed with some agents and I understand the money part too of like them not wanting to pay for some of it and I want to say in that area I feel lucky because yeah sometimes my dad would fight me on like oh that's unnecessary like why do I have to pay for this this and that and but he would always end up doing it. So I know in their own crazy, wacky way, they were supporting what I liked because they were helping, you know, fund it. And so when I had to go to L.A., they obviously also, you know, gave me some money so that I could do that. And so, again, in a weird way, they were supporting. And I think it wasn't until this point where my dad kind of saw that I was serious about it or I was more into this that he was like, okay, maybe, you know, that's what she wants to do. And I think it came from, you know, I 
I got a piano one time, I got a guitar one time, and I always just fell through with a lot of that stuff. And I think my dad, with good reason, was like, this is just probably another passing passion. But I mean, I would get things, lectures from him, like, make sure you have a plan B. There was just no way to make a living out of this, um, in his opinion. And so it was never just a good job that is so cool. There was always a, a but. But remember this and that or why don't you get a job at a bank or things like that. And so that was growing up was hard because, you know, you want your parents to be proud. And I it felt like that just hardly happened because there was always a but, an excuse, a lecture. But, you know, same thing. I always think about how they did the best they knew how to be and I understand his point of view again different upbringing and he always especially for us girls my sister and I has always told us you know to never depend on anyone uh, for our money and I think my sister and I because of that we are ambitious and we are successful in a lot of areas in our lives because of that and I know he was just looking out for us in the future and making sure that we are taken care of financially. And so I understand that. And, you know, I see things a lot different now as a, an adult. And then I've added another layer of understanding as a parent. But that was, you know, kind of the main things of family and how I was growing up and I think the rough patches and I know if we're comparing this is nothing I know there's a lot way worse and I'm grateful and thankful that nothing crazy really was going on in my family where you know we don't talk to each other for a long time so yeah I'm, I'm happy in that sense for for that but moving on to friends okay so this is how I've learned to look at friendships now they I believe there are friendships past friendships future fr friendships and especially the past friendships that they were there when I needed them to be and that's that and what I mean is so like when you have a friendship and when you're in school, obviously it feels like they're either your best friend or it's such a strong friendship, right? And then there's a falling out or whatever life happens and you go on. And then it's like, oh, like, yeah, we were just friends. But I, in that time, I truly believe, you know, the friends that you have, they were the ones that you were meant to have at that time for what you needed or whatever reason. That's kind of how I see friendships. Um makes it feel less lonely <laughs> because I don't have a lot of friends now and to tie in a little bit of what I said earlier of making friends with girls is so hard I think I had a good handful of friends that I would call like good good friends and even so like there's just always drama between girls and as an adult, I can't really speak on it because, again, I haven't had, like, strong friendships where I can say that it continues on into adulthood. I'm only speaking from, like, my experiences as a teenager and growing up. Um, I am lucky to still have a good couple of friends from childhood that I can say, you know, we, we don't hang out, obviously, like we used to because we have lives, but I can say that it's still nice to you know, have connection and communication. Um, but yeah, having friends as a girl, I think is very hard. And if you've gone through some things similar to myself, you know, like with the bullying and like, there's a lot of he said, she said kind of thing that happened to me also in high school. And it's just draining that I would just tend to have more guy friends. And then that adds another layer of, you know, drama with the girls like, oh, then you must be this and that and whatever. But yeah, I think having those friends and for myself, I haven't really kept a lot of those friendships that I had growing up 
and I understand life happens and it gets harder to communicate, but I feel like I, even though I don't talk to them, I have had a couple of friends that I can say truly, they will forever hold a spot in my heart. And, you know, we don't talk anymore, but that doesn't mean that their friendship is completely erased from, you know, my life story. Like, they still hold a spot in my heart, and it was a good friendship at the time that it was, and then we move on. And then with, like, the whole moving on, too, or just the friends in general, um, growing up, too, I think you're also not just learning, right, yourself and relationships, but I think also being a friend is a big part of growing up and I know I've had to learn how to be a friend and I haven't gotten it down I don't I can't tell you like oh I'm such a good friend now because I think that that just I don't I don't even know how to describe it but what I'm trying to say is I felt like through school and whatever I've had to learn how to be a friend and I've had to like the values of what friendship means has changed through the years as it should. Um, Like when you're younger, you know, being a friend is just, oh, somebody that shares their snack and then you grow up a little bit more. and It's like, well, being a friend is somebody that's there for me or, or we hang out every day and then you grow up and it's like, well, being a friend means that they pick up the phone and they're supportive and they hear my emotions and then you grow up and so and so so I feel like being a friend has also been something in my lifetime that I have grown to learn and then also learn to who I decide to be friends with there's a difference with having acquaintances and speaking to somebody and then there's a difference with like you actually have a friend um don't tell me what the (laughs) requirements are to be a friend because it's more of a feeling for me um and so yeah, having friends is hard one for me. I'm sure it's hard for a lot of you out there. It's just hard to find genuine people and loyal people. Not saying that I'm super perfect and, you know, but because I know what I want in a friendship, I expect the same and sometimes that's unrealistic. But I do want to say I have new friends and they come from, you know, being an adult and meeting people and mutual friends of other friends and just doing things um, like new activities like going to the gym like you just meet more people and so I'm grateful that I have met different people and it is different making friends when you're an adult because there's no more school drama (laughs) and so that relieves a lot of stress and it feels easier to find actual genuine friends or the ones that actually want to be your friends and then like a new one recently to being a mom like you start to connect with different girls because you're a mom and I think that adds you know another layer of we can rely or relate sorry we can relate with each other in a different way and so there are friends for different things and for different times even in your life but what else was I gonna say on this um so yeah, so friendships are hard. Um, I've carried on some friends from like high school that I have had to, I don't want to say drop because like it has to happen mutually. I can't just like drop someone from my life like that. Well, you can, but <laughs> I've had to have distance myself. That's better. I have, I've had to distance myself from certain people because I don't know why I was just holding on to friendships, you know, maybe just because like, oh, well, we were friends back in the day, so it carries on forever, and I don't believe that anymore. I don't think because you were friends at some point, that's like a title you get to keep. Um, Same thing with what I talked about, you know, choosing to wake up and love the person that you're with is like an everyday choice. Same thing with friendships, and I just had like certain people, and I can think of one where the friendship has you know I feel like has died a long time ago and at this point it's more like acquaintances but it was just like feeling weird and toxic and competitive that's another thing with girls why are we so competitive 
with each other. Like we have to just, I don't know, one up each other. And I think I have, you know, now that I'm an adult and a mom, I think I am entering that era where we don't have to compete and if we all just rely on each other, support each other and relate, then we can connect in a different way where, you know, you have those friendships. But that's that's kind of what I wanted to touch on for relationships. Um, they're hard. <laughs> Friends, moms, siblings, family, your partner. It's hard to keep relationships and it's something that I think we decide to do and work towards I don't think because somebody has the title of a friend or a brother that that makes them that I believe if everybody believed that we would be able to have friends easier and keep friendships longer maybe but before I drag this on any longer let's just recap Marriage is hard, of course. Every relationship is hard. Um, But if you're going to take away one thing out of this and you want it to be in the marriage category, I'd like to say as long as both of you want to fight for it and it's worth it for both of you, then I'd say definitely fight for it and be respectful of each other's differences I think that's a huge one and learn to communicate with each other not just like the language but how you receive love how you understand things I think is also makes a world of a difference and I feel like I just need to add a disclaimer like in all my episodes I'm no like expert in relationships or a marriage counselor by any means I'm just I'm speaking from experience and for I'm like for what I've done that's worked for me, you know, may work for somebody else most likely. And so I'm always just speaking on experience and what I learn and successful stories that I've had in hopes that maybe my advice can help in any way. And if you guys are great communicators, but this area needs help like learning each other's love languages, then, you know, take that part. So only take the parts that resonate with you and that, you know, you understand the most because I'm no professional at anything, okay? This is just my diary entry. (laughs) Um, Family. Um, Family isn't, you know, something that because they have the title, they have to be there with you or you have to get along with them. As hard as it sounds and as harsh as it is, don't be afraid to drop family because if they're not bringing anything positive to the table and only tormenting your life and you're losing sleep, it's not worth it. I'm sorry, but it's not worth it. A title of mom, dad, brother, aunt, cousin, whatever, it's not worth it. Protect your energy always. Um, And then, you know, friends to close it off. Like I just said, friends are hard. They're hard to keep. And I do think it gets better as you're an an adult because you eliminate a lot of the the drama that school brings. Um, But same thing, you know, always speak up with what you want, what you need. And if, you know, you don't want certain people in your life or even if it's the friendship is dying down, like the one experience that I had gone through, don't force anything because you can't force somebody to meet you halfway and this was kind of how the friendship was feeling. And So don't force anything and don't be afraid to just drop it, let it go because just because they were your friends for a few years doesn't mean that they just get to keep being your friends because being a friend is something that you do on a daily basis and... You know, if the communication stops or it feels very one-sided, then don't be afraid to shift your energy to other things. And once you do that, the other friendships will start to join or will start to appear. Other opportunities of friendships will start to arise for you. But yeah, um, 
I think that's gonna be it for this one. I feel like it was a little bit all over the place and I, I get my sister to give me feedback and she's been really enjoying them and I hope you are too. Everything seems a little bit scrambly for me because again with the baby I'm like pausing and returning even the next day and so I feel like I lose my flow of the things and that's why I've started to write notes just so I am not all over the place although a lot of it seems like I'm just all over the place but um, like always reach out our in our Instagram my Instagram for the podcast is dear underscore podcast uh, submit your diary entry so that we can discuss and talk about it in the next one I still don't know what I'm gonna talk about for the next one I mean I have topics I just I don't have them in specific order so maybe I'll do another poll and you guys can tell me I want to have another one that's like more chit chatty and fun because I feel like I have gone through some like major topics or yeah topics major things in life and so to just make it a little bit more fun a little bit more like chisme maybe we'll do a little chit chat on the next one but we'll see um again don't forget to submit your entry and of course I'm not gonna forget to do our motivational jar oh was that asmr or was that annoying <laughs> but let's see what the little star of motivation has for us today i should already know how to open these by now but i don't know they're kind of hard to open for me okay believe you can and you're halfway there this is by theodore roosevelt roosevelt did I say that right? Yeah, Roosevelt. Roosevelt? You get it. There you are. That's the motivation of the day. I hope you guys have a great day, morning, night, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. And again, take whatever parts you want to take. And I never claim to be a professional. I just hope to connect with somebody and be as relatable as possible because I know what is out there on social media, it's hard to relate sometimes. So keeping it as real as possible because this is life and we're all doing it. But anyways, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.